Welcome to Creatives Grab Coffee, the podcast on the business of video production. Creatives Grab Coffee is hosted by Dario Nuri and Kirill Lazarov from Labs Productions. Our goal is to share knowledge and experiences from video production professionals around the world. Whether you're a freelancer looking to start your own business or a seasoned business owner aiming to scale your company, this is the show for you. Join us as we develop a community of like-minded creatives looking to learn and help each other grow. Welcome to the business of video production. Welcome to Creative Scrap Coffee. Before we get started with the show, let's go over today's sponsors. Do you have a shoot in Toronto? Do you need crew or a strong production partner to help you with your project? Laps Productions is one of the top production companies in Toronto and your go-to video partner. With our strong creative skills and extensive network, we can help you achieve your goal. Laps Productions is able to offer you production services, white label services, or finder fees for project handoffs. Reach out to us on our website at lapsproductions.com to learn more. My name is Miran. Welcome to Canada Film Equipment. We are a boutique rental house based in Toronto. We are here to help you guys out with all production sizes. Feel free to contact us to get a quote if you are a production house and you're looking for lighting, camera packages, or lighting and group fan packages. You can see our contact information in the link below. We're more than happy to help you guys out. Make sure you follow and subscribe to creativesgrabcoffee.com. Thank you. Hey, what's up everybody? I'm Matt, welcome to Audio Process. We are a boutique audio company doing location sound, sound design, post sound, ADR, Foley. We service equipment. We do all your audio needs here in Toronto. We got you covered. Come on down, audioprocess.ca. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and all of the other internet things to creativesgrabcoffee.com. They'll be waiting for you, I'll be waiting for you, and we're all gonna have a real good time. And now, let's begin the show. All right. Take three of CGC. <laughs> Take three of CGC season four. Or I was about to say season three, but yeah, season four. <laughs> 2024. 2024. I feel like every time we do the launch of our season, it's always going to be a little bit rusty. But anyways, to kind of reiterate what we were saying in our previous takes, uh, as you all might notice, Dario has a little bit of a different background uh, on his setup. So Dario, why is that? I moved. No more room for the (laughs) shoes. (laughs) No more room for the shoes. Yeah. He's starting from scratch. He's basically finally got himself settled in in a new place. So because of that, we've been on a bit of a hiatus for the last uh, one to two months or so. Not to mention, he's also been on vacation for a bit. And uh, and yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where did you go? Tell everyone, where did you go? I went to Mauritius. It's an island on the east side of Madagascar. I mean, it's not super close to Madagascar. It's probably like three hour, two, three, probably three hour flight, actually. Trying to remember how long it took. It was a long. It was a journey trying to get there. <laughs> like, like the f- on on the way back, it was on the way back. It was ten hours to get to Jeddah, and I think around the third hour we we were close to Mad. We were at Madagascar. Yeah. There's Did you see any of the animals from the movie? Huh? <laughs> Did you see What's any that? of the animals oh, from the movie? <laughs> no, it was too high up. <laughs> too high up. Hey, do you remember they had a plane? <laughs> You know what's crazy though? If you go to the south of the island of Mauritius and you look, you look at the, 
at the uh, you just look at the ocean you just just look i was trying to think of i was trying to think of that part where the sea and the sky meet like the um the horizon the horizon horizon. (laughs) as you can tell i'm still on vacation mode uh if you look at the horizon you you could just think to yourself it's like wow the next stop is just the south pole just antarctica oh really that's it there's like nothing else there it's like I mean, if you keep going down there, you'll just hit Antarctica, and that's like South Pole. Man, you think you'll go back? Yeah, I can see myself going back. Not yes, then that like means it's a successful crazy vacation. amount. Like, like I'll go back in a couple of years. Like I told my girl's family, like, yeah, maybe in like three years we'll be back, but not three every, years. <laughs> every three, every three, four years maybe. Like it's it, hey, it was like a twenty. If you count total flight time, it was like twenty six hours yeah. or something like that not counting the time that the plane is just sitting on the tarmac not doing anything like so, when it comes to travel right. when when it comes to travel and you have longer haul flights and longer travel times it becomes a real grind to get there i mean i had a similar thing back in 2017 where i visited a buddy of mine in australia how long of a flight is it I went, uh, uh, there's two different ways you can do it. One is more of a direct flight, which is about a 20 hour flight from Toronto to Sydney, I think, or we can go direct. I think it was. Yeah. 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 It was something like that, like a 20 hour flight direct. And then like a one hour mini flight from like Melbourne to Sydney. That was one way. And then the way I did it, which to be honest, neither way is good, but mine wasn't any better. It was 13 hour flight to Shanghai first, five hour layover, and then another 13 hour flight down to uh, Melbourne directly, which after, after a while, it just, you just feel really burnt out. So I think the layover route, layover route is probably better because you can always go to like the airport lounges, like take a shower or whatever, walk. My back was killing on the way but back because we did we did uh we had a 12 over or 13 hour layover at jetta so we just went to the hotel there like slept on a bed like i went to the gym and everything but the way back was jetta to toronto 14 hours plus we killed an hour on the tarmac <coughs> so 15 hours total in the about plane, like yeah. over 10 hours my tailbone was killing me did you, you know, not you stand ever get up, up to walk i did but it's like how long are you gonna stand up and walk around you know I guess. But the thing is, it's like, I just can't imagine doing that again, where I do a 13 hour flight and then I just and know I have to wait for another one of those right after mentally. It, it's not great because then you're like, but Shit, if you do 13 do hours, second time. wait, but if you, you said it's 20 hours Toronto to Sydney. So it's probably seven hours uh, Shanghai to. to no, Sydney, man, no? it's like because it's opposite directions. So you got to do 20. So it's either 20 hours or 26. Something like that. Oh, okay. well, well, there's also like, you know, then you have to also go from like Melbourne to, well, I went to Melbourne, right? So I had to, so you'd have to do Sydney to Melbourne essentially. Right. But to go to Shanghai, it's 13 hours, then a five hour, five hour flight, or five hour layover, then another 13 hours from there to toronto directly oh my god so it's not uh it's not great you know I, I feel like if i had one flight that was 20 hours i'd take those extra five six hours on top of it just to be mentally done with it after that it's like okay i'm done yeah 
I'm done with the the hump, right? You know, like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll get on a plane maybe for another hour if I need to, but it's not going to be another, like, <laughs> basically, you're doing two long flights back to back. It, it's not fun. It's not fun. But yeah, the flights. Anyways, we digress. Flights. But the vacation, the vacation <laughs> was really nice. Beautiful island. Um, yeah. Probably had a lot of the same issues you find in other developing countries, but overall, not a bad experience. I don't know if I would move there. <laughs> so if anyone's thinking of being like a digital nomad, it's not exactly cheap. All things considered, honest, except for not bakery cheap products. Everywhere. To be honest, it's not really Yeah, everyone I was speaking everywhere. to, all all of the, the people I met there that live in other places, they all told me that the same like they're all every other city is having the same problems we're having here with inflation and cost of living. They're saying nothing. You think like there's at least one place, but Nope it's it's pretty consistent all, all the way through but yeah. granted everybody this is like dario's first time leaving his time this time zone since like what 2010 <laughs> 17 17 what are you talking about 17 i said the time zone you were probably dominica. still in the same isn't dominique where is dominica again where martinique is like up yeah that's roughly the same time zone it's not oh, that it's not zone. that different yeah, I know. I'm it's saying you haven't left, left this the particular time zone. Time zone. Yeah, yeah, I know. Since <laughs> this particular uh, we went time to, zone. To Houston or Los Angeles. Yeah, but that's not even that much of a time zone difference. The idea was that you went to ha uh, the other side of the world where you were 12 hours ahead. That's a major jump. So you're you're finally catching up. You're you're getting some. You're getting out there. You're seeing the world finally. <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy, one of our buddies in Scotland, who's uh, the real nomad amongst us, he's uh, he would probably be he would be proud of you. You know, he was like, you finally got out of your country. <laughs> I went to an island just like he did, except mine was nice and tropical and not <laughs> cloudy and cold, <laughs> cloudy, and windy. Oh man. Anyways, so Dario's back. He's back from vacation. So finally, we got to put him to work. You know, and now. What do we do? We're starting uh, now. The, the year real off work with... starts. Carol's been uh, playing around this whole time. Now, now is when the <laughs> real work starts. <laughs> now is when the real work. What do you always say when the cat is away? The mice will play, right? <laughs> or if the cat is away, and then the the other cat has uh, a lot of mice killing to do <laughs> at the end of the day. That's when that's when all the the mice show up, right when the other one is gone. <laughs> Do you want to tell the guests about how you were calling me every day in a panic, not knowing how to run the business? And I had to, like, calm me down and teach you. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little me. upset. I'm a little upset I missed out on that shoot, which you should tell the guests about with the at the billionaire's, like, car garage. That one I'm a little bit upset I missed out on. That one I'm going to Can you I'm mention that off. one or not yet? I'm going to I'm going to hold off on the, I'm going to hold off on that one for now until things get released and then uh, and then that is when we can probably start talking about it. So there were some pretty interesting shoot essentially there were some interesting shoots that happened while uh while Dario was away and that and it got a little bit hectic at the beginning of January and then now it kind of is a little bit more into the planning and post stages of uh, a lot of other projects. But aside from that, I'm glad that we're finally. Whoa, dude, you did you did something with your mic just now? It just like buzzed. Oh, don't touch, still don't touch the don't touch the don't touch the mic because <laughs> it might not be recording on the on the camera otherwise. But I can hear you now, oh. so it should be. Fine. No, yeah, it's recording. I see it. 
No, I know, but it's like if it was a buzzing sound, it would have been bad. Anyways, you're fine. Don't touch anything right now, okay? <laughs> Before recording this episode, we got these new uh, these new tools that we were attaching to our cameras, and we were trying to play around with the settings and the it's angles to make sure we get it it's right. This, well, you can tell them what it is. It's the Elgato uh, prompter, yeah. which is really cool because basically we don't have to have our laptops right underneath the camera lens anymore. We just have like a teleprompter attachment. And it also acts as like um, an external display. Yeah. And it's great. So basically right now we're just using that. But it took forever to figure out how to like set it up properly in terms of like yeah. angles. Yeah, it's all about different camera angles. But essentially it allows us to make it look like we're looking at the camera and not slightly down like we've been doing for a while. But, you know, always trying to elevate the, the CGC game. You know, just before we uh, sat down to do the episode... I was actually just kind of like going through the CGC YouTube just to kind of take a look at some of the previous episodes just for comparison. I'm like, man, it really has shifted like a lot over the years. And sharing a, a minor milestone, we're finally over 100 subscribers. Yay. Yeah. 103 to be precise. <laughs> we should have done like a giveaway at 100. What are we going to give away our good sentiments maybe? Or like, there's like, thank you so much for, <laughs> What's thank that you website? for being loyal. <laughs> What's that website? Oh, Cameo. We should have done like a little Cameo thing. Thank you for Cameo. being our hundreds. You know that there's that website where for five bucks or whatever, you get to have like a celebrity, like say something like happy birthday to your friend or whatnot. You could I don't get, know if, yeah. You know who's big on that? Jay from the Inbetweeners. <laughs> what? He's making a. He's making a killing because he lowered his prices to like, I think five bucks or less. Oh my God. Okay. I, I know exactly what I'm like, doing right after I this I think call. he's made like a million dollars so far, which he just does that. <laughs> I don't think he even acts anymore. He just does that. Cause he's such a character. Okay. If, if, if for those of you who haven't seen this yet, uh, uh, there's this British show called the Inbetweeners, which is like the British super bad, but in a TV show format. <laughs> So if yeah. you're a fan of Superbad, you'll like this. You'll like this TV series, but um, it's required viewing for when you're running a business. It really <laughs> helps you uh, understand like what to do and how to how to how to be a good business owner. How to handle friends. friends. What not to do. <laughs> friend. friend. Who's your football friend? <laughs> I'm gonna adjust gonna the light, so, so it might turn off for a second got a little dark there you go make it a little brighter there we go where are those big beautiful brown eyes <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> scaring you're gonna scare our, all of our all of our fans away <laughs> have you ever met people that have eyes that are too wide like too wide open like they'll look at you like this i've had that happen and it's very unsettling <laughs> <laughs> apparently if they do that it means they're they have psych they're psychopathic or something i don't I know jamie pull that up <laughs> yeah jamie pull that's that back, up that's fact yeah, we, we, we would like to announce that we have a new tech jamie 2.0 on the side here <laughs> no no jamie.ai <laughs> jamie.ai pull can you pull that up man you know <laughs> we should just start doing that it's like our no don't use friend. bing don't use bing use chrome <laughs> <laughs> don't use bing come on open it up properly let's you go know better than that 
You know, it's funny. We never see Jamie on the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, you think he he's might been be on real? it? Like, no, no, no. He's there. He's there. You could see him sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's just funny because it's always like just Joe Rogan just looking off to the side. <laughs> uh, anyways, so kind of shifting back to a little bit more of the focus on uh, CGC and. One of the things that uh, we like doing at the beginning of every season is kind of taking a look back at what we did in the previous year. So like how things went in 2023 and what we're hoping to do going forward with 2024. So sorry, what would you say were some uh, some highlights for you in 2023 for the business? Incorporation. Yeah. <laughs> at the at the very at the baseline is that it was our first me. full year being incorporated yeah yeah paying ourselves consistently it made me feel like all right now it's like legit legit yeah the training finally are off. finally feels like we time, time to save a business time to save money now we can expense a lot more things <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not i feel like we were still expensing the exact same stuff yeah well I mean, I mean, like we're expensing pretty much the same stuff. The only difference now was that lower tax we're, rate. Hmm? Lower tax rate. Well, yeah. I mean, that's uh, essentially like uh, the reason anyone gets into uh, a corporation is to have a little bit better flexibility when it comes to taxes and in terms of like how you're expensing certain things. Because when you have a business that is incorporated versus a personal business, there are different. Uh, there are a lot of other there are a lot of different benefits that you can get in terms of that and you can expense certain things that you otherwise can expense you know if you're on the personal side of things and it actually just helps kind of separate things and and uh the other good thing is that it separates you personally from the business as well um on paper which is so if which is good ever for drops anyone. a light on a client and they sue us for a gazillion <laughs> At least we could just close the the business, open up a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was technically the individual laps dropped the line. <laughs> Not going to work. That's never happened. So we're all we're all good. We're all. It's like my biggest fear on set is like someone getting hurt. Even though we have insurance, it's just like, oh please, don't let it happen. Even though you have insurance, it's still not fun to to see any any mishaps like that happening where a light falls on someone like it's that's why you always have to make it's not sure even that it's like someone walking into a light like our shoot earlier this week we had to place a light outside of the office we were shooting in it's one of those offices with like glass and whatnot yeah and i went out and i added like a cart in front of the light stand other Just boxes i'm like like if someone walks into this like they did it on purpose <laughs> And, and and just just to uh, just to uh, give a little context, this isn't this is not an office where there's hundreds of people walking through constantly. This is where a lot of people are working from home, and maybe one cat will be walking by every now and then. But you know, you're still paranoid. You don't want that one person to accidentally knock into it because again, they might not be expecting it, right? Essentially, you know what's whenever wild to me though. Sorry to interrupt. You know what's wild? It's when you when if you've done like certain weddings where the person's bringing lights like the first is bringing lights they'll have them like on the edges of the dance floor and the only support they have is like a sandbag but you have like drunk people dancing around and everything i've seen that i always look at those and i'm like it's a miracle no one ever like crashes into those because they're drunk they're dancing they're not paying attention 
Every time I see that, I'm like, this is just, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Don't you think that too? I think the key is to just make sure you put them in places that are not visible or like as uh, noticeable. But you've seen you've seen people put them in places that are very visible and very in the way. You know what I mean, yeah. right? I, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. I'm amazed. Mean, there's just like nothing bad ever happens because I'm always I'm afraid to walk close to it, let alone like I see people dancing around them. Look, no, at the end of the day, no matter what type of shoot you're doing and you're bringing in equipment, a lot of equipment, the key is to just take the proper precautions to make sure that everyone is staying safe. And luckily, that's what we've been doing. So we've been all good up until this yeah, point. Yeah, we've been fine. We've been yeah. fine. Yeah. No, no, we, we, always, we always make sure we're trying to be as like considerate of like our surroundings and people and uh, using what we need and not overdoing it for the sake of overdoing it. Like sometimes people like use so much equipment where it, you don't need all of that all the time, especially for like the type of situation. You always have to, obviously you have to always adapt to what your brief, what your creative is for a certain project, what the client expects, what is doable with the location, because sometimes you're also thrown into, uh, into situations like the, like the shoot we just did in, uh, in the last week where, or earlier this week where the room was extremely tight, super small, and there was very limited selection on terms of like what you can do. So you have to make do with what you can. And at the same time, sometimes you have to go as minimal as possible, you know, while still getting at least a, a good look. Um, but you have to think about that from a minimalist standpoint and like how can you simplify your setup as much as possible so that you can achieve what you're doing, right? And I feel like, especially in the corporate world, minimal uh, figuring out how to be as minimalist as possible is a huge asset because that can help move things along in a shoot as well, right? So like if you're setting up like four to six lights or so for one shot, that's gonna be like five to 10 seconds, and then you have to flip quickly and then do another one, <clears throat> uh, you're gonna lose a lot of time. So if you can figure out a way to do it with say one to three lights versus four to six, that's going to help move things along. So the key is planning essentially, right? And how to be as minimal as possible. And cleaning up the space after you're done setting up. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. A lot of people have to remember to clean up these corporate offices afterwards, after you've moved all the desks, all the chairs. No, I mean, even, (laughs) even while you're, even while you're shooting it and you've, you're done with your setup. I always like to tell the crew to like clean it up a bit just so there's not like random bags in places and whatnot or like oh yeah I know what you mean just so it's more yeah, organized yeah. and clean client walks in at least it looks clean right like everything's in yeah. one corner like because again it also reduces like hazards as well yeah no straight cables like uh, running across the set where people tape have to walk down through. everything yeah tape yeah. down everything you know what's funny though is that uh, we always have our booms set up right above uh, our talents, and we're. All, I remember like whenever we finish a take, we're always like, hey, "Watch out! Like don't 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 hit your head on the boom." They usually never do, but it's always like a panic and a concern. <laughs> it happens once or twice they hit it, but it's always like a very light bump. It's nothing. I mean, they're hitting like this the black foam thing. It's nothing. Yeah. Nothing wild, but. It's just soft. every time, every time, like we're done the cut. Okay, okay, great. And watch your head as you stand up. Yeah, I but I got to say that. 
Anyways, um, kind of like uh, going back to a little bit about last year, what were some other highlights would you say that you, uh, that you found with the business? We made more money. <laughs> You're going on, on, on such like basic things. Was there anything else uh, aside from that? Like, I mean, I mean we th- didn't really have anything that was like too crazy while that happened. Everything was kind of like normal. It was basically 2022 plus extra. Yeah. It was I guess, just uh, more projects, bigger budgets, but nothing too complicated. Everything was kind of like we didn't have like complicated shoots or like crazy creative shoots. Yeah, no? I, I, I would say the one thing from last year, um, exactly what you're saying is that it was more the work that we did last year was more was very corporate to, in the sense that it was very, uh, a lot of kind of not necessarily internal, but kind of straightforward content that wasn't um, that wasn't with like um, um, mass outreach. Not really, goals, ch- right? not really challenging creatively. Yeah. And I think that's something that we need to figure out how to how to how to bring to the business this year as a main goal is to find find ways to elevate our projects uh, where we get challenged more creatively. And I remember like, we've talked about this. uh, We talked about this last year, many times where like, Oh, we felt like a lot of the work that we had been doing hasn't been as creatively challenging. It's hard to feel creatively challenged when you're doing a project where someone's talking to the camera with a teleprompter, you know, or two people talking to each other aside from maybe little things kind of, um, you know, to make the, uh, the videos more unique to each client. Um, it's the same type of video that you're doing at the end of the day. If it's two people talking, it's very straightforward in terms of what you're doing. Sure. You might get a little bit more creative with the music, the, the animations, the intros, the outros, like there are always different ways you can elevate those like that. But when you're doing the same type of video, that's, that's kind of what we're referring to in terms of creatively challenging. And I think it might just simply have to do with us looking at different industries, maybe, you know, um, a lot of the work. What's sorry. I don't mind it too much. As long as the work is consistent. I mean, yeah, it, look at the end of the day, it's nice to have consistent work, but I also at the end, at the same time, you also want to feel like you're being pushed more, right. And being stimulated more from the work you're doing. I don't want to. It feels like a slight stagnation. You, you know, what's funny for is like, you, even though for you it's creative. I think for for me, I, like there were challenges, uh, technically, technical challenges, not creative challenges. That came up. What do you mean? Uh, like more technical challenges came up rather than creative challenges. Yeah. 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 Like, exactly. I, I don't mind those. Like, those are fun. Technical challenges are fun. Yeah, like, I mean, just trying to figure out how to do it. I, I don't know. I didn't feel like the, the lack of the... I think the lack of the creative projects is probably going to hurt our real. And, like, portfolio. But, yeah, I, I guess we, we, we would just need it just so we could pitch it a bit more or pitch different things a bit more. I think There's a that's... way to do that stuff without having to rely on the clients coming in for it. Yeah, doing. But it's not going to be 100. It's not going to be 100 cheap. 
we could do like I think, that, uh, I think though we have to make the time for it i think we just simply have to make the time for it which we hadn't we had not done last year we need to i think i think we just need to sit down and brainstorm a little bit more about how we can do that and maybe find work a lot of the work we did last year was just work that came to us and i think and we had a few conversations about that is that we weren't very proactive in trying to go out and look for the work you know like pitch to other clients even pitching to current clients new ideas i think that would be something um that that we should that we should explore because a lot of the work that we've been doing is like a client comes to us and says hey we want to do this um how can you help us achieve this right rather than us saying like hey like uh, have you thought about exploring this option this is what we've noticed this is what we want to do like i i think I think some more proactivity, I think, is what we need to do. And I think that's I think that's why we might feel like it's been very stagnating because it's a matter of like what's coming to us rather than us trying to be more proactive to find certain work or certain projects. And I think I think that's probably the biggest thing that we need to look at doing this year, because obviously the first goal that we had was to see if we can make it consistent right in however way we could because you know obviously the pandemic it like forced us to shift our thinking change our approach with everything we were doing so we wanted to get the business to the point where it's consistent monthly work something where we could actually pull salaries from to show that we can maybe even eventually start hiring people because if we can pay ourselves consistently then we can expand and grow to the point where we can even hire other people which is great but I think we do also need to find these other projects that can also elevate us a bit more, right? Because when you're doing the same work over and over and over and over again, you're not really elevating yourself as a business, I feel, over time. You know, it's like if it's the same corporate projects you're doing in an entire year, how has your business grown in terms of a quality standpoint at, that, at the end of the day? You know what I mean? I mean, your business is growing as long as the numbers are going up at the end of the day. Or if you need to hit certain numbers, like that still means <coughs> like you're either like, it just depends on what your metrics are, right? Like if uh, I think you're talking about it from like the creative standpoint, but I think it once you're running a business, it's like, I think you just got to pick and choose what you want to do like if you have if you want to grow it you just need the numbers coming in you get the projects coming in doesn't have to be the most creative stuff just needs to be work that's true but sometimes you have to do these more elevating and creative projects to help attract more of those other work uh, those other projects i disagree i disagree why do you disagree there are some really big production companies that have that have like uh, I I think they're kind of like franchises to be honest with you um, all over Canada like you'll see them they have like offices in like five or six different cities I don't think they got to that stage by being creative I think they just got to that stage just being savvy with business that there is definitely a truth to that as well. I agree, but I still think that I don't think I don't if, think doing the most creative work is going to bring you the best, the best or like the the the. I don't think doing the most creative videos <coughs> is exactly going to translate into increased business for you. 
I mean, there's other stuff that needs to be factored in there, right? I think it's, I don't think the client is exactly looking for, like, no client is coming, like, if, by creative, okay, like, so you'd be doing commercial-like work, like our friends are doing. That's doing creative work, essentially, right? But if someone is, like, a financial client, they're coming to you they're not really looking for that most of the time they're just looking for quick promo video for whatever or they need some executives talking or they have an event it just needs to be competent work as long as the price is good for them and whatever that's really all that matters yeah. i think i mean it, if you're running, like, once you're running a business down. you have to just factor in like what makes sense financially for you to do for your business to help it grow if it's something that doesn't really have a guarantee of bringing in more business, then you should probably focus on something else. Well, you can't if always you want be to do something. Dario, Dario, you can't always be you, focusing on only things that will be guarantee. Sometimes you have to take risks to try to also find other clients. What you're talking about makes sense when you're targeting a very certain type of um, uh, client base, right? What I'm talking about is trying to find other kinds of clients by doing this creative work. This isn't about... I think doing no, this creative work to I target that the work, same clients well no i think no i think what you're saying is basically you need more mental stimulation by doing creative work there's a big difference if you do yeah. like a really nice like commercial um that's a spec spot for an ad uh, that's a spec spot for a company that usually works with an ad agency you're basically just creating content that might entice an ad agency to work with you. You're not mm -hmm. really creating work that'll get another, like that brand to work with you. Like if you create like a really nice creative McDonald's commercial, McDonald's is not going to reach out to you. Yeah. Best case scenario, the ad agency and ad, the ad agency that works with McDonald's reaches out to you. But those are also like usually there's like another middleman in there as well. Like there's agencies that represent directors that then get hired by the blah, blah, blah. And then those directors have Again, their own. Like that is a, there, a whole that's different if you're thing. doing spec ads and like in those types of projects. I'm not necessarily only talking about that, but I've there. Are, I've seen a lot of other people within our network, like even other guests of ours, the, the kinds of projects that they've been working on are different, right? They're not the typical corporate type gigs and they're also working directly with clients, right? I mm -hmm. think like a few recent guests that we've talked to, they've been like, for example, that um, like we've had a few guests that have like been doing different kind of like creative projects, like uh, like short docs uh, with different clients that they've like reached out to. I'm curious about trying to figure out how to do those types of more creative storytelling projects with our own clients. I'm not saying that I want to create a spec ad to potentially pitch to an ad agency like I, I don't think that's i don't think that's where our end game should be focused because what's worked for us and in, in terms of our longevity at this point is 90 percent of our work is direct to client and that's why we've been able to keep things going we've built our own relationships we've pushed forward with that i agree we should continue to keep focusing on that what i'm trying to say is i think we need to figure this out. We need to figure out how to I mean, find like I know who you, I know you're referring to. Projects. Yeah, I know where you're referring to, but those guys, unless they can productize that service offering, you have to look at it as more of a 
Am I doing like this for my business or am I doing this for myself? If you're doing it for yourself, then that's called a hobby. And you should probably do it after business hours. Well, maybe that's what we need to figure out in terms of that, right? Like we, I would I rather think... focus on how to bring in more consistent business. Because you said we had consistent income coming in. It was consistent. But I would say it was consistently... It was randomly inconsistent. Meaning... Like, I can't look at the books right now and tell you January to December what our estimated money coming into the, or gross for each month will be. Because... You mean, like, going forward? I know there's, I know there's projects in the thing, and there's enough to, to be able to get to the end. But I don't know what projects we're usually going to have in each of those months and the average amount for each project. But that's so, a, that's a challenge for every business. That's a challenge for every business in, in no, our industry. No, no, I would right? disagree with that. I would disagree with that. I think if you're running, most businesses would normally know, especially after a couple of years, how much, because they can reference other years, right? That's true. We haven't been as we've only been really consistent for like I'd say a year, year and a half, maybe at most, and it's hard to gauge based on that, right? That's why what there's you, only you a couple ways to take, do it. We you could, could do it with the retainer. No, I'm saying you could do it with the you could if you have like a retainer client, then you can go like, okay, well, it's a hundred thousand, let's say one twenty just to make it easy with the the numbers. So that's ten thousand a month, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, okay, there's ten thousand a month from this client. My takeaway out of that is probably this amount. That's consistent. And then Yeah, but that's not a consistent that works thing for in you. our industry though. We've gone over this. Many I know it's times not. I'm not the, saying it is. I'm not saying yeah. it is. I'm just saying I'm using that as an example. Uh, another, right. another uh, industry. Like if you look at weddings, for example, they know pretty much when they go into the new year they have 120 bookings for the year. Okay, so that's like average it out 10, 10 weddings a month. I'm using it as an example. Yeah. That's that's consistent. They know. But that's right? a productized, more of a productized business than kind of working in corporate right yeah sure we can create like for example say a one minute promo with like three to four reels sure yeah. but the one thing we've noticed is that every you could productize client has it different with, needs has different needs pro- right you could you could productize there's a way to productize it for corporate as well what is that noise that's that's just garbage truck outside here on my end <laughs> okay tom tom took tell him to quiet it down tell him to quiet it down right <laughs> Uh, there's a way to car there's a way to productize it for corporate as well like again i'm noticing that there's clients that just need that have simple needs yeah when they come to us like i've noticed they come to us and say hey we just have this like small event it's like two hours it's kind and sometimes we lose out on those projects because it's like okay well how do i send out someone who's going to charge me a minimum of four hours, right? Yeah. And then, you know, they say two hours. It's not really two. It's more like three plus the driving and everything. Yeah. There needs, there's probably a way to productize projects like that so you don't lose out on the money. Um, but, but I don't again, know. Like the, there's, the, the, the other thing is like social media content as well. Like it's hard to justify, okay, how can I bring out, like I can't charge... 7,000 for production day where it's like 
it's literally just dumb stuff. Like it's just one person. It's not like dumb that, stuff. That, it's that, just that, simple stuff. That's what you mean. It's simple stuff that like one person can go out and shoot it. Really, I can't charge like five thousand for that. I gotta bring like well, I'm gonna pitch the audio op, the producer, da da da. da the PA, it's like, they don't, they don't need that and they're not going to go for it and their budgets aren't big enough for that. So there's like money being lost in areas like that. Uh, I don't know how to get also that the, right but now. Here's but. Th- but the thing, Dario, is that also there's a certain time that that goes into these, pro- even those smaller projects that just even the, on the communication aspect of everything, if we're not making enough from them, the amount of time that goes into communicating back and forth and just going over things like that it takes away from but see here's the thing other projects here's the thing if you do if you do one of those i'm just using that as an example right right Uh, if you do one of those then it might not make sense but if you're doing like 10 15 20 a month so now you're talking about now you're talking about going into a business model that is all volume based and with minimal stuff compared to anything else we can't you can't do that and also do a meets yeah i know but my point is to do a business right you have to you have to know what um what type of clients and what types of that's not a wrong threshold that's not a wrong business i'm just using that as no i'm not saying it's a wrong one what i'm saying is you can't do both you can't you can't do volume i'm not saying to do both i'm just saying there's we started this conversation because you said uh, to get better clients, you have to do more creative stuff. And I disagree. I think I think doing more creative stuff has nothing to do with getting better clients, better clients or more clients for that matter. It has nothing to do with it. The creative stuff is just for yourself. Yeah, but also when you do more creative stuff, that gets more eyeballs sometimes, depending on what it is. If it doesn't result in a, in a sale. Then but it- how do you know, Dario? We haven't done it. We haven't done it. You're making assumptions on things. You're using that we examples done. of people we know that are doing this and that and the other thing, but it's like I haven't seen like or from speaking with them. It's all like they're testing it. That's all. It's not just testing it, but it's also like again. Or if you say, are, if, or if we heard where the, where they said they did get a client out of it, it's like the amount of time and money and effort they put into it means that it was still a passion project and an experimental. You're talking about video. a passion project. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about trying to find ways to do more creative projects with clients. That's what I'm trying to talk about. I'm not talking about say you and I put aside five to 10 grand, like sure we can do that uh, into a creative project, you know, so that we, we feel more fulfilled. That's, that's one thing. I'm not talking about that as the means of like gaining clients. What I'm talking about is figuring out a way to do more creative projects with clients. That way it's still covered. You know, you're still so doing. Give me an give me an example of like a creative project you would pitch to like a client that is typically just a normal client. Well, that's what I'm trying to say that we need to figure out. It's, I'm not saying that this is something that I know what to do just yet, but I think we need to. But isn't it better just to have them out? cover their? Isn't it better to just figure out a way to have a client just cover their basic steps first? Yes, basic steps first. I agree with that. I'm not that's saying not creative you have to... though. That's like basic. Like, yeah, basic first, you know and that then we have figure it out like, later. How many clients do you know that we have that were okay? But then that's you're going in saying I'm gonna teach them how to do a backflip, but these guys can't even ride a bike yet. 
no, the idea is to have them t uh, ride a bike first and then figure out a way to do that other part is what I'm saying. So then the, ex so then the creative stuff doesn't even come in until way later. So then that you're basically talking about pitching, doing more basic video services, <laughs> not more creative stuff. Oh man. I don't know. I, 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 there's something there. We have to figure it out is all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's figured out right now. You know who I'm does experimental stuff do with clients? Because that's what you're, you're trying to talk about. We're trying to say the experimental work. When you talk creative, it's experimental. Anything that goes outside yeah. the norm is experimental, right? You know who True. does that? Ad agencies. Where they run like weird ads or weird experiences, and it's like, that's that's who does it. Okay, so then maybe that's that, that's what maybe what I'm referring to. Then I guess that we need to think about. I think I what know. you're referring to is you want to do a personal passion project. I think if you want to do that, don't make it about a client. Just come up with like a short film idea or whatever. Just keep it as something separate. You 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 mean right? I'm saying then, it doesn't make sense. Like as a business move, it makes no sense because if you're doing right. something that is meant to, because the way you're pitching it is that it'll help the business. I'm saying it's not going to help the business. Maybe like a 1% chance, but the chances are so low. A business person wouldn't make that decision because that's called gambling. True. So I guess then in terms of, yeah, if we're, if we're going to do anything creative, we should do it for ourselves. It can be a showcase piece for the business if we want, but it needs to be something. But you know what that looks like. It. Whenever people post like short films on their business website, it always looks so gimmicky. Do you know what I mean? Depending on Just what keep it, it is, separate. I don't know. Like, Just keep it separate. It doesn't need to be part of it. I mean, if you want to do something related, I think, sure. I mean, like, I don't think it brings in more business, though. I think doing stuff like that doesn't doesn't entice people. As I think you think it entices people, but that just means you don't, I, I think you need to get into the mindset of a corporate marketer and what they're looking for when they're going on LinkedIn. Yeah, but that's if we're doing corporate. Like what if these are, what if we do a project that gets noticed by other industries that are not corporate? Who knows is all I'm saying. That means, it, that means it went, that means it, that means it went viral. Which means you have a skill. All, all I'm saying. <laughs> if you're man, able to create viral content like that, you have a skill, and you you should probably explore that further. Because you know how hard all, it is. You can't make anything go viral unless you put money behind it nowadays. No, I know that, dude. But what I'm all I'm saying is that we just haven't. I feel like we haven't explored too many other things, and I think that's all we need to do. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I've figured out what it is yet. I think we just need to do that to do something to try something different. I'm telling well. you, you just need to create your own short film and you'll feel a lot better. And then you'll be able to focus a bit more on the business side of stuff rather than trying to like mesh in like personal, personal passion projects into the business. If you're talking about like a business, just because we're in video production and there's an element of creativity doesn't mean that like creativity will bring it to the next. As long as you're competent in this industry, you'll get ahead. You just have to be like smart about the business side of things. <laughs> How many times do you see companies where it's like, this is not creative stuff, but Jesus Christ, they're big and they get a lot of work. Like and they're keeping consistent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think, you know, there's, there's a truth in that. And, and I, I do agree with you. 
I'm not throwing I, I away just, the creative like, side. Like, but yeah, it's like, no, it's, it's not like, oh, I will be more creative and it'll bring me more business. It's like, no, I think it's like, it's like those graphs. It's like once you reach like a certain point where your creativity, like doing even more creative stuff, it's like, okay, it's, it becomes like a it's rat not race helping almost. the business. It's, it's not, not helping, helping the business. business. If you want to, if you yeah. want to work on your business, then I would say that makes no sense. I would say you should probably market yourself better. Right. If okay. you need more work. Yeah, no, it, like, like for anyone who's listening, it's like, yeah, essentially like if you're going to do something, always try to keep it in mind with the business. If it's going to help, like sure. If you want to do something creative, do it, but don't do it thinking that it's going to be the thing that helps or saves your business fully. Sure, it could be something on the side that elevates the business in another way. It's like, look, our, our team has creative people who have been able to do this, this, and this, right? Maybe in that sense, we can kind of uh, use uh, in the future as like growing our growing our personal assets. Maybe that's how, uh, how we need to look at it. It's like, how do we elevate the asset, Laps's asset of Dario and Laps's asset of Kiro, right? I think that's kind of what it is. Instead of something for Laps, it's like for the individuals on the team, right? How do we increase their skills in a way? You know, like for example, I, mean, I, I, I there's an element to that, man. I, I, like, I, come on, like, yeah, there, that's like working on that. that's working on the people, but that's only if you feel like That's only if you feel like you need it. Like, I think you just need to go make your own short film. And you'll feel a lot better. Because that's what Maybe. it sounds like. Maybe just go make your short film or your doc. And then you'll just feel better. It makes Maybe. no sense trying to do it as a business move. Like, if you're running a business, you just have to think about, are my decisions going to help my business or not? And how much are they going to help my business? Okay, if I'm going to do this, it's going to take up this much time. It's going to cost this much. If it doesn't bring me high returns. What was the point? I should have focused on other stuff. Like, we should just be lower on the list. Like, I'll tell yeah, you right maybe. now, what we should focus on this year is improving the internals of the business. Like, I'm of the opinion that we probably, if we maintain the same revenue as last year, that's good. I don't even, I'm not even too interested in increasing the revenue of the business this year because I'd rather we just focus on fine-tuning the engine the systems yeah before we we bring in more work because we had more work this year and it got a little cluttered and chaotic so i'd rather just f like focus on fixing that up rather than we grow even more this year and we haven't fixed that that would be like my goal yeah. for this year is like try to really dive into the a to z of how we create a video and like see where we had problems last year and what stages, what can we do to improve it? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to focus on. And then the other thing I would focus on is the marketing. So I would focus yeah. on creating, you guys will see it. I'm not going to divulge it here just in case one of you guys tries to copy us, but you'll see it. I just want to be the first one to do it. Anyways, that on, uh, on, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, reels, those are the three it I would focus on. YouTube. The thing, the thing with the the marketing also is to find the right marketing for us, right? Because, and I think that's with every business. No, it's that stuff I 
I'm not going to mention it here, but that stuff I mentioned before I left. Okay, we'll talk about we'll talk about that after. But what I'm that saying stuff, is and like, I'm not talking with, about I'm not talking about like uh, I know what you're thinking of, where it's like it's like a pitch video. I'd say stick away. No, from no, that. no, not that. That doesn't make not sense. That. No, no, no. I, I agree that you don't need to do those pitch videos necessarily, but any kind of like content creation that you're trying to do with marketing in mind for your business. At the end of the day, you should also make sure you don't come off as inauthentic because we've noticed that with a lot of other production companies, they try to do it because they see other people doing it or they're trying to be something that isn't fitting for the business, right? And I think this, essentially, if you're going to do any kind of marketing for your video business, you have to figure out a way to make it be right for your business too, right? I disagree with that statement. I think as long as you're trying something out because we're not aware you just want to disagree with everything i say today right like it's just (laughs) i don't i don't have to agree with everything no but i'm just saying like i think as long as they're doing something is better than not doing something yeah i agree but what i'm saying is like what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another is all i'm saying yeah well we don't know if it's working for them or not it might it might be working for them because we're not we're not like in their in their inbox they might be getting leads from that they might be getting higher engagements that might lead into uh, leads coming in. That's what I I'm think saying. As long as mark- it's like what works well- for one doesn't necessarily work for uh, any other people. Yeah, That's we didn't all say I'm people were copying each other. I've seen different stuff. I haven't seen people really copying each other too much. Huh. Actually, I think I barely see people posting that are video production companies. That's why I'm saying that as long right, as you're yeah. marketing, if you're marketing even badly... I, I don't know like you you'll know if you're marketing badly because it'll be reflected in the engagement but I think yeah. if you're marketing that's good <laughs> keep doing it as, as eventually as evolve it as long as people are seeing you and and seeing your content and e- even though the, the one thing I noticed is that people may not always engage they may not always like and comment but people still see you you know like I I've had many times where we would post maybe like a CGC reels on LinkedIn Sure, we might get like five or six or maybe 10 likes on, on each reel. And then I would be going to like an event where I'm talking with a few people and people that I know have never engaged with the content are talking about it. So people are still seeing it and they're still watching it. They're not. Um, I, I feel like that's actually been a shift too. remember how I feel like 10 years ago when people saw stuff, everyone liked and commented on everything. Right. And you would see that kind of those kind of numbers. But now it's like it's like lurking engagement you know where and even i find myself sometimes not always liking and commenting on everything i see on my feed right but you still see it you still interact with it in in that way right have you noticed that too i mean just because they say they they saw you do you think they saw maybe an older thing they saw it a month ago i don't know i'm just saying it's like i I, it's, it's a similar thing that i've noticed too who knows is all i'm saying i don't know I hope it's consistent. I hope that it's recent stuff, but not like three months ago they saw it and they just remembered. But I don't know. Maybe I, I, I really don't know. Like you'd have to be on the other end. Like I, I guess the best way to figure it out is how do you feel when you see other people's stuff that's not related to your industry? Do you scroll past it? You might have seen it. Did you actually like engage with it? Maybe that might that might not that might be the case. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you still see it, but you don't like click like is all i'm saying right yeah that's what a or lot even of people like are absorb doing. the knowledge or whatever like does that maybe not yeah. 
It you can't even trust the, the metrics is. on these. You can't even trust the metrics on these social media sites, anyways, because they always count like you're just scrolling past it as part of the overall statistic. See, that's what my, that's my point is that w whatever the statistics you're seeing, you don't know who's really been seeing or watching or anything like that. That's why I'm saying that like the traditionally where it used to be where you get a lot of likes and a lot of comments that would indicate how many people would see it. Whereas now it's like, there's definitely more people who have seen it, but you also don't know how much that's the, that's yeah. the thing now. I will say I have seen some people and I think it's very strange, to, strange thing to do, but I'll see them going on like their Instagram feed or whatever. And they're scrolling fast and just liking everything. <laughs> have you seen that? I've seen some people do that. Who have you seen do do this? I haven't seen that. I can't I can't mention names on the show, but I've seen a couple people do that. Really? Yeah, they'll just go down and quickly like 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 like. But so I don't know if it's like a thing. Maybe younger generations do it more than more than us. I don't know if it's just like a. I don't know what it is. I'm just getting old, maybe. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe we're just getting old. Maybe I gotta talk to my younger sisters and see what the ask the them if media that's like a normal is. thing. They I, <laughs> ask them if that's a normal thing they do. You know, I might do like a, a workshop day with them. Just be like, okay, girls, I need you to tell me what's going on with you. Not even with, that. With just younger observe, people. It's like, look, I'm just gonna like watch what you guys do on your phone, <laughs> like just to yeah, see, it's like, see what just apps go on your they phone. use, see what they send. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to be a lot more attentive at family gatherings when I see them on their phone. I'm just going to be like, I'm telling oh. you, man, like I, I thought it was strange, but I saw them. They just kept scrolling like and liking everything. And I was like, whoa, is this like what the younger generations do? I think it's just one of those things where they, they're trying to show up on people's feeds by just clicking like on everything. That's what I was thinking. But is and that just getting like the most generation? engagement? Because our generation, like, I don't know. I don't give a shit. So I don't know. Like maybe. Is this like the olden days when, like uh, is this like the or maybe if it's still the case i don't know how it is with people with dating apps but if they just i've seen people just like swipe constantly on everything i don't know if it's the equivalent of that maybe but <laughs> i don't I'm know out of that game so i don't know that's what i mean like i i don't remember but like i i know some people have done that where they just swipe on everything and just to see what what they get but is that that the same thing with like engagement on social media like everything so that maybe some of those people will engage back with your content i don't know it was like the people who comment emojis on all your posts but that's it it's like have you seen that where they post fire with to anything that you <laughs> post on your social media i remember there was a trend like that at one point like people just literally commented emojis Listen, you no wanna laugh you want to laugh i went to go get a haircut i'm in a new area now so i went to go get a haircut and a uh, new barbershop young guys like uh 20 to like under 30 right mm -hmm. and the way they were talking man i was like what the hell is happening <laughs> oh yeah it's like a different vocabulary i can't now. relate i can't relate to these people like the way they were talking and the lingo they were using you know what they sounded like Fam, Toronto girl fam. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that Toronto girl that was going viral. Oh, yeah. What was it? And just if the shorty was true or, or something, I don't even remember what she dude, said. But. I was there for like 40 minutes and just listening to them talk. I could feel a tumor growing in my brain and getting larger and larger. 
you know what you know you know what it might be like have you ever seen the movie idiocracy they sound like it they really do you know? sound like it <laughs> that movie was supposed to be a satire of what humanity will become but it's funny because you see a little bit of that in real time when you hear some of these people uh, some people talk like that and it's just like what do you mean these how- people <laughs> <laughs> anyone anyone <laughs> what is this like ang- what is this, adam sandler and anger management <laughs> what do you mean you people no it's uh, no tropic i don't thunder. mean like that i mean everybody oh yeah <laughs> it's from tropic thunder yeah, yeah what true, do you tropic mean thunder. you people <laughs> oh my god but anyways yeah, we, we got know. we got anyways, lots to think about yeah lots to think about lots to figure out in the new year i feel like with anyone else figure out how to improve how to grow whether it's your grow your business in in whatever way you can one thing you said yesterday which you should have brought up is uh not doing the creative stuff which i think you should just do personally because you've been ranting about it for years now just do it and leave me alone uh it's the creative sessions with the clients i think would actually be a good idea yeah, why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so that I thought was a good thing to do. That makes business maybe that's, sense. Okay, look, that's kind of what I was, I guess, referring to. But I, I'm kind of mixing a lot of things together, and that's why it might have come across like that. But one of the ideas I had was, this is where the proactive side of the business might come in, where you sit, you schedule a creative session with clients, you sit down together and figure out what they've done how to improve and what kind of content can be made to help them down the road. Like what, what might be missing? Cause sometimes a lot of the time when you get a new lead and a new client coming your way, they're coming to you already with an, a, a, a predetermined idea of what they want. It's like, okay, I need a one minute video for my website. Great. You create that, you do that. The next step uh, would potentially be once that project is finished is try to create uh, try to schedule a creative session with them you sit down for maybe like an hour, brainstorm ideas of like what they're, see what they're trying to do on the marketing end that year, what their goals are. And then during that creative session, you can kind of pitch ideas to them that that can be aligned with that. Something that they may not always think, right? Because at the end of the day, you're the, you're, they're coming to you because you're the creative. Um, if you can come up, then this is where the creative projects can come that I was talking about, right? No, then you can no, no, even... no. You're, you're pitching creative projects. The smart thing to do would just be to, to cover your bases is to see, okay, you're doing these videos. Uh, what about more like internal stuff, maybe onboarding videos? Oh, you know, we've thought about that too. Okay, great. Let's get that. You want to do it? Can we, what's holding you back from that? uh actually nothing we just haven't had the time okay what do you want to do with that like why aren't you doing it is it not worth you just have to like it's really it's really like a post project discovery session essentially yeah i don't think you should do it right after the project is done i think you should probably schedule like a month or two later yeah yeah something like that it doesn't need to be right after like let that what doesn't need to be creative it just needs to be like covering like basic videos that every business my point is no i wouldn't go with i'm not saying it should be what i'm talking about like say for example a client wants to we we, in this session we discover like oh they want to they want to hire a new 
they want to hire some uh, attract some better talent for the business. They want to create hype in that sense, right? Okay, that gives us a bit of direction in terms of like what kind of um, creative ideas we can start coming up with. And then from there, we can come up with a creative for a video project, like a one minute ad or something like that, that speaks to that. It's like, okay, how could we, it's kind of like the dollar. You remember like, for example, you can't do, had, you can't do, you can't do creative stuff like that with a client without at least having built up a long-term trust with that client. And I'll tell you why you can't just go from a, a basic project, which most of the time, first one is usually a basic project. You can't just immediately go to super crazy. You got to get them in, do ba more basic projects, get them to trust you, basically become their preferred vendor for anything video related. Yeah. Because you're also, yeah. you also don't know if they even have like the marketing power to be able to push out something creative. When you're talking about something creative and experimental, you need the other person to be on board and know how to use it properly as well. If you're basically telling them, like, again, it's like, that's what you these can't take off the training, figure it out. Dario, yeah, but point. you can't No, but the session you you can it's better to Let's just figure out what basis. works. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe but you won't you won't know you won't know what their skill is in marketing their own content until you do a couple of videos with them. Cuz you don't know what's going on behind the scenes either. Yeah. I'm saying well, once you've done once you become like their preferred vendor and like they do all their video content you can, with you that's when you, you can, can start that. going like, "Hey, you know what? There's a, this experimental idea I have." Um, just cover lunch for the day. Let's test it out. You, you would have to do this on your end for it. If it works out really well, uh, you know, promise me that we'll do more of these. That's it. That's called experimental. That's yeah. how you do experimental. That's essentially because then what, they're I was, more willing to what do I was it. referring to. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I do agree with you that in order to do that, Kiro, when you say you need creative, to build relationships. You keep using the word creative with this stuff. I think you really just mean experimental because technically all the content should be is creative content at the end of the day, if you're creating videos. Yeah. You're talking about the degree of creativity. And if you're talking about like way above baseline, which is what you're trying to point at, that's called experimental. True. And experimental means that it could either be a hit or it could be shit. So it's right. like, that's called risky content, which means like you probably shouldn't get the client to cover the whole thing. You got to put in yeah. your front, your end as well. Right. So you either split yeah. that 50, 50, you split it 30, 70. Well, that's why you got to figure out in those creative sessions with the client, what is the right move for them? Cause you, you're, you're right. And a lot of those, <clears throat> a lot of the time that is definitely not the right approach. They're not in a place where they can do that. I'm not talking about pitching things unnecessarily to the clients, right? You know, maybe sometimes you might figure out like, oh, this client has this event coming up, right? It would be cool to do some kind of promo for that in a certain way, right? Or, or maybe that's like not that. creative. Con that's not like a creative experimental thing. That's just called like, do you have enough budget to do this? Like this would actually help because of this, this and that. No, we don't have that much this year for this. Okay. What about for the event itself? Yes, we have for the event. Okay, well, let's do the event then. That's just called like normal, like sales. I guess so. Like high level trust sales because <clears throat> they're divulging more information than you would have access to. I think the proactive element is something that I think if we just start doing that will. Yeah, the proactive element is good. is good. Yeah, I, w I like the proactive element part of it. But again, it's like just to cover the basics, like 
like what are you working with with the whole year it's like can you get yeah. more like it would help with this and that 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 that, that, that. like just have to like figure that out but yeah anyways anyways i i think we covered quite a bit and uh we have a good idea of like what we want to do this year on the creators grab coffee front more episodes are coming you know they just sit tight we gotta first kick it off and uh we're gonna try to keep it consistent uh as much as possible ever we're not gonna have it every single week promise but but it's still gonna keep going we're still gonna add value uh, we're definitely going to be posting our full episodes. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to cancel forward. out the Patreon thing. It was just exp- an experiment that we were trying out. So we'll yeah. put it on pause for the time being. Yeah, they're definitely not at the right stage for us for, for doing something Patreon related. We definitely will keep trying to gain, get sponsors for the show to at least kind of help. Uh, we did help get move we did forward. finally get our coffee sponsor. I know, Kirill, you said you like we don't we haven't shot the promo video for them yet to include it into the thing, but they did send us samplers, so I think out of respect we should at least yeah, mention them. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it here. Yeah, so show the bag. They're called Detour Coffee, as you can see. I uh, already had a good chunk of the bag. Yeah, delicious. I have a couple coffee. more bags. So check them out. I don't know why you haven't tried D- them. Just try them. Because show them, the, show them the, show them the their the whole bean, their whole bean. Uh, they're whole bean coffee. They're not espresso coffee. I have an espresso machine, so it's different kind of um, beans that I can't use right now. I don't have a drip coffee yeah. machine. So, but anyways, so they're uh, roasted in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, company's called Detour Coffee. Doc, at Detour Coffee, you can find them at DetourCoffee.com or at Detour Coffee. It's delicious. So basically, I'm I'm not like I don't know too much about like a lot of the top brands in the city, but I do have a friend who's like crazy into coffee. Like he's he bought like a ten thousand dollar espresso machine. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> like he bought like a ten thousand dollar espresso machine. So I asked him. He gave me a list of the places. These guys were in their list. Super nice guys. Um, check them out. Show the show the other stuff because uh, they gave us yeah, three yeah. bags total. Let me see what I got here. Yeah, we have to go shoot the video with them um, sometime this month or early next month. So you guys I will like see him. them, and there'll probably be like a promo code as well for the listeners. Because they mentioned yeah. that, I do like yeah. uh, I do like some of the branding and the, the the designs. Like this one's called Punch Buggy, which is pretty funny. <laughs> this one, the one I have is called Bottleneck, so it has toffee fig balance. It's really good. And this one is uh, Bouncy Castle. I don't know if it'll focus in, but yeah, there we go. Bouncy I Castle. I want to try that one. Yeah. Hey, if you can't use them, give them back to me then. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give them back to you because I can't. Why did I? I, I thought you could use them though. Like it's... no, because they're not espresso beans. These ones. Okay. If they have espresso detour, if you have espresso bean coffee, please send. I would love to try. I think they do on their <laughs> website. They probably do. Yeah, I know, but these samples don't have it. That's the that's the only thing, right? But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give these back to you so that you can uh, you can try them. Oh yeah. But, Anyways, listeners that are uh, international, you know. Help support Canadian businesses. I mean, they do ship. Canadian. So th- that's they the one ship, good thing. So. We, we wanted to find a coffee sponsor that ships coffee, you know, because because we keep this show pretty virtual. Uh, it's it's a benefit to people. And they to had be to be Canadian. To that was that was key. They had to be Canadian yeah. and from close by. So that was the other thing. Support local. We have now three sponsors for the show, all local, Toronto, Hamilton area. Yeah. That... Um, that uh that we're trying to build relationships with and uh yeah who knows if if 
other sponsors want to jump on board in the future, um, if you're still listening to this episode at this point of the video, you know, <laughs> throw a couple yeah. bucks our way and, uh, and we'll be happy to have you as a sponsor, you know? <laughs> I love our sponsors though. Like, uh, audio process is great. We use them for audio needs. Like literally every project we have, we just use audio process. Yeah. It, it so makes convenient. Our lives, great people. Makes their lives a lot easier. All good people to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Same with, uh, Canada film equipment. We rent out their vans all the time yeah just too convenient great people great equipment like it just works out so if Find you're your shooting in toronto shop. or gta like just make your life easy and just contact them all right so i think that pretty much covers everything at this point in terms of like what we're hoping to start doing definitely next episode will be a new guest from uh another state in the u.s 2bd tbd in terms of where that will be at this point um but yeah so we're, we're hoping to just start expanding and uh and talking to more people soon so stay tuned and uh yeah enjoy season four enjoy. thanks for listening to this episode of creatives grab coffee please make sure to follow and engage with us on instagram tiktok linkedin youtube and your favorite podcast app creatives grab coffee is created by laps productions a video production company based in toronto canada creatives grab coffee is also sponsored by my name is Miran. Welcome to Canada Film Equipment. We are a boutique rental house based in Toronto. We are here to help you guys out with all production sizes. Feel free to contact us to get a quote if you are a production house and you're looking for lighting, camera packages, or lighting and group fan packages. You can see our contact information in the link below. We are more than happy to help you guys out. Make sure you follow and subscribe to creativesgrabcoffee.com. Thank you. Hey, what's up everybody? I'm Matt, welcome to Audio Process. We are a boutique audio company doing location sound, sound design, post sound, ADR, Foley. We service equipment. We do all your audio needs here in Toronto. We got you covered. Come on down, audioprocess.ca. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and all of the other internet things to creativesgrabcoffee.com. They'll be waiting for you, I'll be waiting for you, and we're all gonna have a real good time. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one.